Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for such a beautiful day you blessed us with. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back in your word. Help us as we do that. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z, we begin a study here in the word happiness. And we find over in the book of Job, one of Job's friends coming to supposedly comfort him but it was mostly criticism, but they were there to support him in a way they thought they were helping him, but actually they were giving him more misery than they were comfort. And we see here where Eliphaz, the Temanite, was speaking to Job, and he does give him some very correct words, but they didn't really apply to Job. Because the things that came upon Job were not because that he was doing something disobedient. But here we see in Job chapter 5, in verse 17, Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. Which that can apply to all of us. It could have also applied to Job. But at that moment in the situation that Job was in, that really wasn't what was going on. The Lord wasn't chastising Job for some horrible sin, and that's why all that hardship come upon him. But it was a time of trying for him, and he came through that trial triumphantly, never turned against the Lord. Of course, we know he moaned and groaned a little bit, but it wasn't accounted against him in that groaning. Because in the end, the Lord blessed him, as it says over in chapter 42, Job 42, verse 12. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and a 1,000 yoke of oxen and a 1,000 she-asses. And he had also seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima and the name of the second Keziah and the name of the third Karen Hupak, and in all the land where no women found so fair as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job a hundred and forty years, and saw his sons and his sons' sons even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. The Lord blessed Job greatly for his determination to stay true to the Lord, even through the most horrible physical challenges and the loss of his family and his livestock and all his possessions, even his wife telling him he should just curse God and die. But Job held true. He did never turn against the Lord. Whined a little bit, yes, but the Lord saw him through it, comforted him, and blessed him greatly. And those words that were told to him are good words for us to all think about that we need to know that sometimes the chastisement of the Lord of the Lord does come upon us because we have done something wrong and we should be happy just as Eliphaz the Temanite told Job in Job chapter 5 verse 17 behold happy is the man whom God correcteth Therefore, despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. So, if we have anything going on in our lives that is 
would be considered possibly some chastisement from the Lord, a little bit of an attitude adjustment, a little bit of hardship, whatever. We need to examine very closely our lives, and we need to ask the Lord to examine us very closely and see if there's anything in our life that we need to correct, if there's something that is going on that we need to overcome, some challenge that we need to face that we can always bring honor to the Lord through it and to correct anything that we're doing or not doing according to the will of the Lord. We need to always stay in the will of the Lord. And when we get out of the will of the Lord, when we do something that we need a little chastisement for, and the Lord does give us those corrective chastisements, then we need to be happy in that. He cares enough for us to give us that little attitude adjustment now and then so we can get things right to be pleasing to Him and be gaining rewards that we can use for eternity. So we always got to look at our lives and hardships we're going through. Are we in the situation Job was in, that this hardship is because this is the opportunity for us to show our faith and trust in the Lord? Or is it like Eliphaz thought, that it is some chastisement coming to us for our disobedience? So examine everything that you're going through. Look very closely at your lives and ask the Lord to give you the clarity and understanding of what you are going through. And if it is a challenge, the strength to endure that challenge. And if it is a chastisement, the wisdom and understanding to be able to correct what's going on so you don't get any more chastisement. All right, now let's turn to Psalm. The book of Psalms is awesome. There are a lot of good verses in here and sections in here concerning happiness. But let's start right with Psalm 1. He's blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper." The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So if we want to receive the blessings that the Lord has in store for us, and as it says, prosper, we need to delight in the Lord and in His word. And then we will receive those blessings and be prosperous. Prosperous spiritually as well as material. And over in Psalm 9, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. It brings us joy when we are in the will of the Lord, because He gives us His joyfulness upon us, puts that upon us, which is far greater than our own joyfulness can be. And we can truly be happy when we are walking the path that the Lord wants us to be walking on, even if it is a hard path to walk on. We can still have the frame of mind of happiness because after all, happiness is a state of mind, not a state of being. 
you become happy and you're it's a, not a physical manifestation of its own but psychological therefore you can be happy even in some of the hardest of times because you're indwelt with the Holy Ghost and he can give you the joyfulness of the Lord and that will overcome any hardship that you might be going through and over in Psalm 16 we could appear in verse 1 preserve me O God for in thee do I put my trust O my soul thou hast said unto the Lord thou art my Lord my goodness extendeth not to thee but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. This, of course, is a psalm of David, as it continues. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou manifesteth my lot. The lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage." I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt... Show me the path of life in thy presence is all for fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Forevermore. Exactly. Always forevermore. And of course, a very comforting psalm of David, which lets us know what we have to look forward to that can truly give us some awesome happiness. And that is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you have that confidence, when you have that assurance of that salvation, and know that you're going to be dwelling in the house of the Lord forever, you're going to be happy. No matter what's going on around you, you're going to be happy because you know what happens in the end. You're going to be blessed for eternity in the house of the Lord. All right, now a psalm of David in Psalm 32. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And that is available to all of us. We merely need to go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, and He will wash us clean. Because He tells us if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
all of it washed away, gone, then you can have peace. And along with that peace comes happiness. Psalm 32 again, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledge my sins unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. He wraps it up with verse 11 there. If you want the joyfulness, if you want to be glad and be able to rejoice and filled with joy, then you need to do what he did. He was in anguish when he was hiding his sin. But when he openly confessed his sin to the Lord, he was forgiven and he was blessed and he was glad. Verse 11 again, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. How do you become upright in heart? By trusting in the Lord completely, by asking for forgiveness and guidance and encouragement and boldness and strength and endurance, whatever it is you need. And He can give it to you. He can see you through whatever challenge you may be facing. Over in Psalm 118, looking at one verse here, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Whatever the day is, whatever unfolds in that day, we can do what he says right here. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Whatever that day holds, we can still rejoice. Difficult sometimes, yes, but it is possible through the strength of the Holy Ghost that is within us to comfort us even through the hardest of times because we get our eyes off of the problems, off of the concerns of the world and get our eyes on Jesus Christ. And he can pull us up out of that water like he did Peter and comfort him and take him right to the journey that he needs to go to as He can with us. He can see us through whatever challenge, even if we are sinking down into the stormy waters, He can reach down and pull us right back up out of that. All we got to do is keep our eyes on the Lord, and He can fill us with comfort and joy and the happiness that is beyond what we can even comprehend. In Psalm 127, this here is a Psalm for Solomon. 
reads, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. This is speaking of someone who has a bunch of kids. Should be happy. If he's living a God-glorifying life, being blessed by the Lord, you can have this kind of happiness that he's speaking of here in Psalm 127. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. His quiver full of them. Having a bunch of kids, in other words. All right, over in 128. Psalm 128, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. That's where we need to start with. You need to start with a true and sincere fear of the Lord. Fear in the reverence and the fear of accountability. Knowing that we are going to be judged for everything that we have done. And knowing that we are going to be rewarded for everything that we have done right. That should bring us great happiness. And know that we can find the pathway to be on by listening to the Lord. Listening to the Holy Ghost. Studying His Word. He'll give us the understanding of His will in our life. When we ask for it and truly search for it and desire it, then we can be on a pathway He wants us to be walking on. As it says there again in Psalm 128, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in His ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Clear and simple. When we're walking in the way of the Lord, in His way, on the pathway He wants us to be on. In the perfect will of the Lord. Then we will be happy. Even in the time of challenge. Even going through the obstacles. Even going through that valley of the shadow of death. That we read about earlier. Thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be. And it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel." Blessings and happiness to the one who walks the pathway that we're supposed to be walking, the ways of the Lord.
as it said there again, Blessed is every one that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. So find out what the will of the Lord is for you. Get into the will of the Lord. Stay in the will of the Lord. And then you will be happy. You have the peace that passeth all understanding the Lord tells us about. Beyond our comprehension. Beyond our ability to understand it. And we can have such an awesome testimony when we're going through things that are challenging. When we're going through the obstacles that Job had to go through. The sufferings of this world. And still being able to praise the Lord. Still not turning against Him. No matter what the hardship is, whether it is something that's happened to us or whether it's something that's happened to our loved ones around us, to not turn against the Lord like many have done, to continue to rejoice, to see the good in it, to know that there is a, a reason for it, there's a purpose for it, and that we can always understand when we really and truly listen to the Lord. Because as he says over there in Ecclesiastes, in chapter 3, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rend, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time of war, and a time of peace. So everything has its time. Everything has its purpose. When we realize that, we need to accept it and work through whatever comes our way by the power, by the might, by the assistance and comfort of the Lord. Don't try to do it on your own. You're going to fail. You're going to be miserable. But if you stand on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, Hang on for the ride. Let him fight the battles. And go right along with us through whatever we may face. We merely need to submit ourselves completely to the Lord. And know that he loves and cares for us. And going to see us through whatever challenge we might be facing. And we'll all be looking forward to that wondrous time of that thousand year period. Which is known as the millennial period. We see some prophecies of that over in Isaiah chapter 35. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of the fearful heart, Be strong, fear not, 
Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And all and an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring men, though fools shall not be, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. That's speaking of the millennial time. And that last part there is really going to be profound where it reads, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return. The ransomed of the Lord are the born again. Now this is speaking of the millennial period. And this highway that it's speaking of is going to be the pathway for all those that have survived the tribulation to go and journey and enter in over into the millennial period of the ruling reign of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. So they'll be able to go into that area and be able to rule and reign with the Lord and be able to be filled with such happiness and joyfulness and, as it says, with a healing and a cleansing. It reads, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. That's what we have to look forward to. The millennial period here on this planet, when the Lord's going to restore it, as He described it there, springs of water in the desert and so forth, restoring the planet back to its beauty for that thousand years, and being able to bring all the godly in and be able to rule and reign with Jesus Christ for that thousand years. So much ahead of us. It's awesome. And a lot to be happy about. Because when you truly trust in the Lord, you can be filled with that happiness that He speaks of. And happy is the man that trusts in the Lord, that truly fears the Lord. Man, woman, child, whoever, just trust in the Lord. Turn yourself totally over to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. And hang on for the ride. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all oh so much for so many comforting things that we can find when we study your word. Even the horrible challenges we may be facing, like Job had to go through, that we can still bring honor and glory to you through all of it. We can still stand true in our faith and trust in you. And if there's some things that need to be corrected, we thank you for your chastisement to give us the correction that we need so that we can always be doing what exactly you want us to do bring honor and glory to you. Thank you oh so much for all your many blessings as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.